The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome, my brother, my brother, main advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis. <laughs> I need you guys to keep in mind that I edit the podcast. And when you introduce these just delicious, delectable pauses, it's hell. It is hell on earth. But it's fun for people at home because they get anticipation tingles. They don't get anticipation. They don't get ASMR. They've listened to 500 fucking episodes of this. They've heard I'm Travis Zachary. I'm, I'm Travis Zachary. Okay. I'm building off of what we have said already about this, so you can't remove it from the show. Okay. This is ju- D- Griffin, do your thing, baby. Everyone, I want you to meet my youngest brother. <laughs> oh, boy. Howdy. <laughs> It'll be really confusing because that sentence is going to sound really normal once I do my sick stuff to it. Okay. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh my God. Can I say your name? This is Griffin McElroy. Can I tell y'all something? Mm hmm. Something I just oh, found yeah. out looking up. Listen. What was that? We're recording this on the 3rd, so this is topical when I say it. Of course. Of course. The 4th of July in the United States is Independence Day. Now it is also. National Barbecued Spare Ribs Day. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's also National Caesar Salad Day. Well, that's for the spare ribs. It's a it's a foil to the spare ribs people. That was the one actually organized by Caesar Salads because, like, for a day they could just fucking relax. Yeah. Because nobody's gonna come eat one of them. Mm -hmm. Not that day. No. No one's eating a Caesar salad. And if you have been tempted. Um, in the this the year of our Lord, t- tweeted me a picture of the grody Caesar salad that you ate on the Fourth of July. Mm. I am not interested. No, uh, no, don't do it. No, no. Wait a minute, I, is is that the stinky salad? Because I think it is. <laughs> the one with choves. You got the stinky salad going. It's. I mean, I don't want to throw your you know hot dog eating contest in the garbage can. Pick, mm-hmm. t- pick up Joey Chestnut from the armpits, lift him into the big garbage can, and release uh, him. <laughs> Squeeze gently because he's full of wet buns. <laughs> but do place him right in the garbage can because I'm going to have that Caesar salad eating contest to celebrate the birth of the Statue of Liberty from the womb uh-huh. of independence from those mean uh, Europe ones. I mean, it's all one, right? It's just one. It's, <laughs> it's just, just everybody at the table does one, and then they go home as friends. Is it, End would of it competition. be the biggest salad or the most salad? I think that you make a bet on the weight of salad you can consume, yeah. mm-hmm. and then it's like uh, whoever gets closest without going over kind of deal. Yeah, now you would have to not wait, like you couldn't have a weight running during it, right? You don't, you'd have to say like, I think I will eat 10 pounds of salad, right? And then you just start eating, and then you say, and I'm done. I think that was 10 pounds. 
and make it about um, guessing how close you can get to the weight that you said. I am getting really excited about this. Uh, the, this year's eating competition is going to be huge. The exact same people win every year. <laughs> So it's thrilling for me. The same man has won the men's competition every year since 2007. Of course, Joe Chestnut, who sort of took the torch from Kobayashi after it was his turn to win. When he he exploded. (laughs) He exploded uh, like Mr. Creosol, and and now it's Joey's turn. And um, And one day he'll explode. One day he'll explode, and I'll step Mm -hmm. in. Uh, 2015, sorry. I don't want to give credit to to Matt Stoney, who who bested Joe in 2015. But that's been it. It's been pretty uneventful since then. Uh, this year, Joey is going to be looking to top a record 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes. If you huh. guys had to take on Joey and bring him, take him, take him down, take him out. What would be your strategy? Oh, I think you're going to say how many hot dogs do I think I could consume in 10 minutes? Because I think my strategy would be to tap out really early. Oh, interesting. Well, so not I eat as many as anybody else. And, okay. And I have stuff to do on the 5th. Um, and you know, I'm, I would, I, I, I would argue I that Joey, Joey's got stuff to do on the 5th. <laughs> I will tell you. you. No, Joey, I would guess Joey keeps a clear calendar (laughs) on the fifth. He's got a a clear calendar and a clear path to the bathroom. He's got a he's got a completely just non existent Google calendar. I would say from the fifth to the (laughs) twelfth. He's got clippy like I see you're trying to schedule something on the sixth. Are you sure? He's got are you he's got his positive He's got his iPad plugged into the charger. In the bathroom, Netflix ready to roll, baby. He probably already has Shazam downloaded. She's <laughs> ready to watch Shazam, yeah. <laughs> He's ready to fire it up. <laughs> Poop all day. I mean. yeah. Hey, can I ask you guys a question? It's the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. So, <laughs> what? The worst. What's okay, funny no, about I'm that? Just... You're thinking about his big poopy? The whole thing. The whole thing the is whole wild. Thing's the worst. Yeah, our so, show. So Nathan likes to make people hurt, and so obviously Nathan loves this. Nathan loves uh, watching Joey Chestnut and his weird bad throat uh, just destroy all these dogs, right? And everybody gets so excited from Nathan's when they see this and they celebrate the nation's independence when they watch a man <laughs> eat seventy four hot dogs, which is terrible. Can I in ask, ten minutes? In ten minutes. But let me ask this. Do you think the company that makes the buns is as psyched to watch their creation get get besoiled in a big nasty cup of grime and then slurped down? That's not even a that's not even a gnarly enough onomatopoetic sort of creation. Slurped. It gets packaged down the throat. I bet you the bun makers are like, ah, fuck. That's not good promotion. No one's gonna see that and be like, you know what? I could go out and eat some regular hot dog buns with nothing on them. Well, that's the yeah. thing. I, I think maybe this will be the end. This is my side bet for the hot dog that Nathan's goes, hey, you know what? This might be the least appetizing way to try the to least. advertise our product. The huh. least. It's like, if, like they were, if they were trying to fucking advertise Shazam by showing a movie theater where they have locked in 100 people for, <laughs> for four straight days watching nothing but Shazam. And then they walk out of the theaters. I want to hear what their review is. 
That's the thing. So that's it. Hey, if I was Nathan's, you know what the hot dog eating contest I would propose is? Watch somebody eat one hot dog for 10 minutes and try to act like they're enjoying it as much as possible and then judge you one by a round of applause. Yeah. Who most artistically savors a hot dog for 10 minutes? Yes. Who can who can dress it with the best condiments? Who can insa- who can savor it the most? And who had the most orgasmic enjoyment of a single Nathan's hotted well, dog? No, that's that's if you moan in the daytime 4th of July contest, you are out. You save that for Nathan's after dark. At Nathan's after <laughs> dark we can get pretty raunchy on these dogs and these buttons. I'll have what he's having. And that's my secret. A lot of people focus on dog-based um, sexual humor. Let's talk about that bun, though. Lots of opportunities for Nathan's it, after dark, though. Don't get kicked out of the daytime. It's kind of like a butt in some ways. You could say that. A butt or a fanny or whatever. Do you guys know that there is um, another title held by Joey Chestnut? And it's <laughs> World's Greatest the- Lover. <laughs> <laughs> World poutine eating champion. I, can't eat I mean, it. can you fathom it? Can you fathom those delicious, chi- those those little pillows in the gravy, those little pillowy cheese gravy curds, <laughs> flowing down a river right into fame and success? He talks to his scheduler. Hey, what day is the poutine eating one on? Uh, the poutine eating one is on July fifth. <gasps> is my is my will up to date? <laughs> Am I good? Could you Am I tell good Mrs. To go? Chestnut that I love her? Here's some other Joey Chestnut world records he holds right now: grilled cheese sandwiches. He did 47 in 10 minutes. Pulled them right down. Yumma dumma. Huh? Horseshoe sandwich. Um, that's an open face one. That seems a little specific. I think he's just finding some things that people don't probably don't eat a lot. Joey of. Chestnut's grandma's special goulash. <laughs> right? Exactly. He ate one bowl in 10 minutes. Yeah. He's got the Pizone record, baby. That's 7.5 Pizones in 10 minutes. Oh, I could do that. Could you? No. Interesting. I, I could do 6.83 Pizones. He did 53 soft beef tacos from Taco Bell in 10 minutes. Oh, now that's a day. <laughs> that is a day. That next day, Valerie, clear my week. <laughs> it's going to be... It's gonna be tough. Yeah, I mean, I think Juice, I think we can just assume that he's gonna have bad shits for a long time after any of these. <laughs> and probably has some before, yeah. right? Cause he's probably taking some stimulants to clean the pipes out yeah, a little blow it bit. Where's out. the like national celery eating day? The national like roughage eating day. That's probably the day before the national hot dog contest, isn't it? <laughs> okay, and that's my limit. <laughs> We hit it. There it we is. It. Oh, wow. We found it. Cool, everybody. Mark it down. We've just broken the world record for yucking out Griffin. Um, this is, as you've almost certainly guessed, an advice show. Um, we are going to help you, the common person, with your uh, queries for wisdom. And uh, this is how we do it, just like this. My mom wants to start a YouTube channel about cooking. She told me she quote, plans on it going viral. I've tried explaining that it doesn't work that way, but she doesn't listen. She does not even have a camera or a space to record videos, but she already has her channel and she bought a domain name. This is good. She also wants me to edit her videos. I don't know how to edit videos. How do I stop her before she throws a bunch of money into the black hole called YouTube? 
there it is. That's they don't have a funny name. They're just desperately trying to get help. That's what the username is for that one. Ooh. Um. I mean, Chewbacca mom didn't have a fucking studio set up, did she? Yes. Chewbacca yes. mom didn't. Chewbacca mom didn't have a you know, sure S five hundred whatever the fuck microphone. Getting getting that uh that GoPro four K shit. I don't know how YouTubers do it, but. You know, all she had was a cell phone, a dream, and a plastic mask of Chewbacca that talked. <laughs> it's Are you suggesting that she wears the Chewbacca mask while she does cooking? Yes. That could be funny. Chewbacca. <laughs> that's all I've got. Chewbacca. Damn it. Chewbacca is good. Lubega. Lubega. <laughs> Wear a Lubega mask while you Lubega Lubega pre- presents Chewbega and Lubega pays for it and does live music in the studio while you cook wearing the Chewbacca mom mask. This thing writes itself. That's viral right there. That's viral. That's viral. That's max virality. You don't need a f- you don't need a camera because she has a phone, mm-hmm. right? So there's we're halfway there. A space to record sounds like a kitchen to me. Mm. Yeah, like a kitchen. She's gonna film in her kitchen, and you don't know how to edit videos. Cut out the curses. It's that easy. Yes. just take out the boring parts and only leave the good parts. I've seen YouTube; they have tons of edits. You cut out anything where the person isn't talking or making noise. It'll be thirty seconds long. She'll make a million dollars. Or leave the curses in. That might be viral. Like, mm. if she's like me and burns her hands on the oven a lot, leave that in. That's gold. Imagine you had a YouTube video and it started like this. My mom <laughs> my mom asked me to edit her YouTube videos. She never said if I should leave anything in besides the curses. And it's just like two minutes of your mom being like, fuck, god damn it, shit, ah, oh, the fucking batter, ah, oh, these goddamn eggs, motherfucker. That's that could be kill. good vid. It would kill. You make a ton of money. It's good to She's put your be on Fallon. It's good to put the secret out there, right? It's good to put your vision board out there. You want it to go viral. You plan on it going viral. That's you know, that's probably half the thing. But sometimes you don't have to plan on it going viral. Sometimes it's a case of like the less you want it, the more you'll get it. Like when I was in high school and for my TV news class, I choreographed a lightsaber fight with my friend Corey Jackson, and then we did a whole sort of uh, light side, dark side uh, lightsaber fight skit. I didn't think, hey, in 20 years, people are going to fucking drag me for this so hard. They're going to drag right. me for this and they won't ever let me go. They're going to drag me and drag me and drag me until I'm bones. Right. And it happened for me. So it can happen for your mom. Have her do a lightsaber fight. You still get ha- This happened that? to me. I got on the, I was at the Huntington Pride Parade uh, last, last weekend. It was a lovely, lovely affair. And I was filling in on Mamma Mia. And I was wearing one of those fun, big costumes. You know the ones? They call them super suits. I don't know. The ABBA costumes. You know what I mean? Sure. And I had a pair of gold LeMay pants on, and it made the front page of Reddit, which is so exciting. Yeah, that's The picture exclusive. of me in these, in these pants. I made the front page of Reddit. I went viral. Then I just went ahead and took it at cruise on down to the comments. And pretty much two thirds of them were, hey, I can see this guy's whole dick. And the, <laughs> hey, hey, your pants are too tight. We can see your entire penis, Justin. Yeah. Or, or stranger, because I don't know you. They just, uh, and they made fun of me because my pants were too tight in the crotch. And I think that's why I did good on Reddit. I don't actually understand Reddit that well. Um, Where's the bad part? Just looking for this. Just going to find it. 
Just fine enough. I'd rather. Oh, I'd rather wow. My mansy. Wow, bud. Can you see his whole <laughs> Hey, bud. <laughs> Now I've got to I mean, look it up. Hold on. I'd rather you guys not look at my hog recording, <laughs> but that's okay. Just, it's an what, unconventional is it podcast. Justin McElroy, or should I just search like gold pants? Reddit. <laughs> cool hog. It's Justin McElroy, cool hog. Justin McElroy, there it is. Okay. I mean, the pants were tight. I don't, the pants were I don't tight. Really, the pants were the tight. The pants are tight. I, just, <laughs> I see right. your whole thing, dude. Yeah, it's like not a good. It's fun. It's, it's a good fine. look. Hey, it's hey, a it's good, good look. All right, I got a. It's all. I fine. got a Yahoo here. Sent in by Adrian Kels. Thanks, Adrian. It's an anonymous Yahoo Answers user uh, who I'm going to call uh, uh, Tim. Asks, why don't we just crush our trash? <gasps> Why don't we just crush our trash? We got all this trash. I've seen it. It's bad, uh-huh. Wally, but real, can you imagine? And it's taking up a lot of space, right? Yeah. Well, when I have food on my plate and I want, like if I have a big piece of bread and I can't fit it in my mouth, what do I uh-huh. do to it, Travis? You crush it up. I crush it in my hand. And I put it, I squeeze it as hard as I possibly can and I make a little bread gumball. And I just whoop, whoop, just pop that in there. So let's do that with trash, except we do not eat it. Do you mean, Griffin, I'm sorry. I'm going to save you from having to get this on Twitter. Do you mean like Wally? Uh, No, because that was a fun. I think you're confused again, because I literally just said this, but that was a fun movie. This would be uh-huh. a real crushing of trash, a real trash crush. Yes. They do do. Th- the truck does this. Yes. We don't need to do this in our home. The truck does well, it. Well, that is true. I live in fear of that. That's the thing. But you can, we can say that. It's sort of a, oh boy, it's sort of a Schrodinger's cat. Because nobody's been inside to confirm that the trash is getting crushed inside the truck. But if somebody did go inside to confirm it, they wouldn't be able to get out. That's a Catch-22 and a Schrodinger's cat. Yeah. That's, Anim- that's what happens yeah. with Schrodinger's cat is until you look in the box, you don't know if the cat has been crushed or not. But when you do look, it's made it crushed. <laughs> okay, it's not a Schrodinger's cat. It's just a Catch-22. I take it back. I think a lot it's of It's just things- a crushed cat. Yeah, it's a, yeah. So. Don't no, put your cats into trash. This is obvious. Packages. Thank you. The okay. trash truck, we don't know if it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. It makes a lot of noise, but nobody actually gets in there. So. But here's the problem. If you crushed it, Griffin, and then you delivered it, to the sanitation workers all crushed up already. Yeah. They're like, well, what then what, what do we, I do? What are we gonna do? I love making mm-hmm. the trash a small. But yeah, like that's gotta be the best when you get like a gnarly crunch from oh. like, I don't know, a big bag oh, of like yeah. light bulbs or something. Yeah, I threw Or like they left some of those air pocket packing materials that Amazon does sometimes. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, or yeah. you left Joey Chestnut in the can. <laughs> And he got made real little. Oh, I forgot to get him out. Oh, no. I mean, Trav, to answer your question, you squirm it up, get it tiny, better for environment. You ship it on off to your garbage town. What do they do? They crush it even tinier, man. Whoa. This is good. Can, ma- can you imagine eating Joey Chestnut? <laughs> this is a wild gastrointestinal episode. This, uh, this episode is a just sort of journey through the GI tract. <laughs> I just think if you ate... If you ate him, it would be an unreal, okay, an unreal okay, all flavor. Right, all right, I'll just play this game. It's 9 p.m. tomorrow, July 4th. You eat Joey Chestnut. 
Have you? I would never. There's no way. Okay, no. Wait, let me, let me finish the question. There's let no way I'm eating Joey Chestnut when he's all fucking let full. Let me finish the question. If you did it in nine minutes and 59 seconds, you automatically become the winner. Are you now the winner of the. Yes, thank you, Travis. <laughs> and this is not a bore thing. Shut the fuck up. If you ate Joey Chestnut at 9 p.m. tomorrow, have you now eaten 71 hot dogs? Discuss. Yes. 71 hot dogs <laughs> plus. All the hot dogs he's ever eaten to become the person he is today. He is more hot dog than man. That's what I'm saying. Is like dry aged. Mm-hmm. He is foie gras. Aged. It's like corn fed, except it's poutine and grilled cheese sandwich fed. Okay. So, can we crush our trash though and make it littler? Better for you know, I'm pretty sure that the Big Bang happened, right? And yeah. then everything's expanding out. And then sure. eventually everything will retract back in. So let's help it, it out by crushing our trash down. I don't think there's a reason not to. I'd rather risk it being true and not need it. You know what I mean? And it's better for me mm. now to squish my trash down because then I don't have to take the freaking stuff out as much. So it's better and better and better. But then when I do take it out, it's going to weigh about 700 pounds. There's that. Because I've crushed it down uh, so tight. I do this with milk cartons. Oh, lottie da, Justin. I do this with milk cartons, and then after I squish all the air out of them, I put the cap back on <gasps> so they can't reinflate. Oh, these fucking tricky milk cartons always. <laughs> fucking and the trash. Us, us millennials will try anything. And the trash people love to make balloons out of these things. Justin won't let them with his you know own. No way. What, what I do, I use my milk cartons to make bird feeders. Oh, that's so And good. then when the birds are inside it, I crush them. Okay, not good. Gotta stop talking about crushing that's animals. Weird. We just gotta talk about, oh, here, let's right. talk about don't, that. Let's, hey, don't crush animals. Let's make a rule. No more talking about eating Joey Chestnut or crushing animals in this episode. If we can just go just for, this for the one. rest of them. Um, I will I, try. I take my soda cans and I cut them into shuriken. Okay. Okay. So now I can crush use them. those shurikens. Yeah, when I'm done with the shurikens, they will also get crushed. I was at work at a donut shop when a customer God, asked me- that was me, a seamless transition. I thought you worked at a donut shop and I never knew it. No. I was at work at a donut shop. When That's a wild way of putting that, by the way. <laughs> that's a like you work and you just happen to show up at a donut shop and say, I'm gonna do the work here today. Uh, I was at work at a donut shop when a customer asked me, what is the best donut for a 14 year old? Mm. After setting the menu a long time, I said the first flavor that came to mind, blueberry. But I'm afraid I made have led her astray and not given her the correct recommendation. Help me, brothers. What is the best donut for a 14-year-old? As from Donut Dilemma in Dallas. Blueberry's I, not bad. Yeah, I, I appreciate that you think we know what the best anything for a 14-year-old is. Because I think, I think you can look at our body of work and know that that is not true. I don't think we know, as evidenced by the fact that we keep making these fucking Fortnite, Fortnite jokes, fam, and there's nobody playing this thing anymore. Everybody's back on Minecraft again, and Ding Dong Are Ditch. They? It's Minecraft and Ding Dong Ditch now. Oh, man. Sorry, I stepped away from the computer for 35 seconds. Uh, how about a Fortnite donut? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yep. uh, Joey Chestnut flavor. Damn it! Damn it! Uh, Christian Dog. Uh, this show sucks. Uh, maybe Horses. that's an ironic donut. The, the yeah, maybe blueberry's really good. I just 
14, starting high school, body. I'm trying to put us in the right headspace to talk about mm-hmm. the donuts. Okay. So let's everybody get, okay. everybody, it's Griffin, get 14. Body's okay. changing, high school. Things are changing on the body. And driving a car soon, scared of that. And but not yet. Not yet. And friends going away, friends coming back. And what am I going to- where'd they come back from? What am I going to be- and the changes are so there. There's just changes on changes of the body on top of changes. And real quick, what's the best donut? Donut holes. So I didn't get I didn't get you in the right headspace, did I? No, I I don't. I I mean, I liked them all. I liked them all. A Pokemon donut. Okay. <laughs> Collect them all. You know what? I, you know what? I got it. I fucking got it. Uh, donut stick. Some kind of one-handed stick-based donut. This is the uh-huh. donut that teens are going to crave. It is easy to hold with one hand. Unlike, unlike your your ringed donuts that make me exhausted to eat with both hands. Yeah. This is one sleek, sleek, pocketable donut. A donut you can start working on, and then maybe you want to talk to your friends over, yes. over FaceTime, like the youngs do. Then you yeah. slide the it has you a, slide the donut right into your pocket and you don't even sweat it. It has a cap. Yes. Yeah. It has a cap on it and you can save it for later. Don't worry and about I think it. We can all agree, no jelly filled. That's just gonna get on your jinkos. Of, no. no, of course not jelly filled. The jinkos are gonna are gonna facilitate <laughs> pocketing this it's big got, donut. Sure. It's got millennial flavors like paprika and coriander. Coriander, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is bacon on it for certain. Chock a block with CBD. Gotta get it in there. Oh yeah, gotta get it in there. And uh, oh boy. And maybe they're collectible. I. Th- it looks and it and I'm printed on it is the face of Billy Eilish or Eilish. I've never heard someone say it out loud. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> One of those two is on That's there. That's cool. That's cool. And maybe inside of every 10,000th donut is a ticket. And you can exchange that to FaceTime with uh, Billy for <laughs> Billy a mi- e. for one minute. Because everybody wants to get a touch of the... of. The you know this new kind of fame that's been going around, a and, touch of the Eilish, and that's all. Oh, that's good. Thank uh, you. so that's a good donut. Is it gonna taste good? Who the fuck cares? No, it's ironic. Teens aren't. It's about, yeah, teens are not tasting things these days. It's about being seen. They've burned their tongue on all their lattes. No, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's gonna help get this get this over is if we have a promotion. With every teacher in every school ever, and like school superintendent, president, all the faculty, that these donuts are not allowed in the school. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now. Ban them like pogs. Ba- ban them like pogs. And more recently, little vapes. But let's sure. do pogs. Uh, and then these are going to be so fucking hot. You're going to be you're gonna be in the bathroom taking a whiz, and you're going to hear... And you know that's the donut cap coming off. And you know somebody's breaking the rules in there. Oh, that's fucking cool. That's so fucking cool. Man, there's a cool so donut. Cool. I wish I could eat it. Also, you could, it's a tech deck. It's got wheels oh. on it, this donut. Whoa. No one likes tech decks. Are you kidding me? And what? it's gigantic. 
They're so over. No. Tech decks are over. Tech decks are back. Minecraft's back. Fortnite's out. Vaping is out. Roller skates are in. And being not... I'm going to try to buy a tech deck right now. Okay. How... Griffin, is soap carving in or out? Soap carving's way in. Candle making is out. Damn it. I like both of those things equally. Yeah, they're on Amazon. You're right. Are they back? They're back, motherfucker. Grind one out with your fingers and eat my cool donut. <laughs> Are you buying a tech deck right now? No, I Googled it. It said our tech deck's worth money. <laughs> I mean, they're worth something. There's some amount of money. Collectible? There is a story from as recently as March 14th, 2019, titled Our Tech Deck's Cool Again. <gasps> So I guess they are coming back. Fuck There's yeah. a chance, yeah. Instagram fingerboarder Spooky FB said fingerboards are not toys. They are professional things. <laughs> <laughs> They're professional things made of wood. Big trucks and professional wheels. <laughs> Big trucks? Let me Fingerboards look. are not toys. They're professional things made of wood, big can't. trucks, and professional wheels. Are we talking about different things? This is like the fucking Fushigi contact juggling thing again, I bet. Where we talked about Fushigi and a bunch of dope contact jugglers were like, Fushigi's bullshit. They tried to steal our whole thing and brand it. Yeah. And maybe that's how Tech Deck did. You know what I'm saying? Oh shit! Maybe it's that same situation. I also am really excited because this video I just opened um, starts with a person sitting there with two uh, tiny skateboards in front of them and what appears to be a miniature rail that one might grind upon. Hey, 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 folks at home! This is Griffin. I'm just. This is the edit. I just wanted to hop in here and say that I cut out uh, 45 minutes of us talking about tech decks and tech deck tech deck technology. So I'm just going to hop forward and uh, drop you back in at the point where uh, Justin has just spent 150 dollars on tech deck blind bags. So uh, here comes that. I just don't know what I'm going to do. I, I mean, I have a family to support. I can't be doing this just to prove a point. That was your grocery money for the week, Justin. <laughs> to prove a point? I'm going to buy $150? I'm going to have a lot of fun, sure, but... But you can't feed you know your what, family with tech decks? You can't. You Wait. can. There is one thing I could try. What's that? We could go to the money zone. Hey, I did a funny thing on uh, Wonderful with ZipRecruiter this week. Can I try and do it for you guys? Sure. Zip it. Sure. You remember? Oh. Rachel, hated Rachel hated it, but I was like, zip it. Did you say that to yeah, your wife you a lot? It, would you say? Along my zipple. I would said that to her. And you said that to your wife who you love? Yeah, I love her. And she didn't the like it. The mother of your child, your life partner? Hated it. Hated it. Hated the thing. And you know what? I, you know who else I don't know if they liked it or not? ZipRecruiter. I don't know if they mm. like that heat of, of me yelling zip it and have a suckle of my zipple uh, to to the love of my life. I don't know if they like that, but you know what they do like? Fucking helping you hire good people for your jobs. It's That's a, cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. If you have a job opening uh, and it's hard to hire people because you have to go through a billion resumes and check out all of these different job boards all across the globe and you have to fly to the boards and it sucks. 
uh, don't do that anymore. ZipRecruiter will send your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, and then they use this powerful matching technology uh, created by the uh, HiveMind AI that actually controls all world governments. And it scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience, and then it invites them to apply for your job. It is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash mybrother. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash M-Y-B-R-O-T-H-E-R. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I've just had an idea for a superhero that is Leonardo DiCaprio as himself, but now he has electricity powers, and I call him Leonardo DiCaprio. and I would like to promote this new superhero, and I'm gonna need a web presence to do that. So I've decided to set up LeonardoDiCaprio.com using Squarespace. Hi friends, my name is Justin McElroy, and I'm a podcaster uh, on the popular podcast Sawbones. I'm here to talk with you about an important problem facing the internet today, and that's Squarespace. Squarespace started with the noblest of intentions, but now enables any idea, no matter how fucking dumb, to have its own website. Squarespace randomly, and without any sort of background check, will allow anyone to showcase their work, announce an upcoming event or special project, even a very stupid one, or promote their physical or online business, despite the fact that it may be really, really stupid. Leonardo DiCaprio is free. They'll let you sell things from their website. Uh, they'll help anyone 24-7. They've got award-winning customer support that, again, does not check for the sort of stability of your idea, the advisability, anything. They'll just let anyone make their own website. And I hope that you'll uh, take the chance to speak out about this uh, to anyone who will listen. If you could, please go to squarespace.com slash my brother. You can do a free trial and then put up a website that's not dumb. A good one to help counterbalance some of these real turds that my brother's posting up. These these utter bricks. Use the offer code MYBROTHER when you're ready to launch and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. I, Squarespace. They must be stopped. I purchased it. Hey, folks, this is Griffin. Just another edit point here. Uh, Justin and Travis had a really nasty argument about Leonardo DiCaprio here, and I didn't want you to hear it because it lasts a long time and uh, horrible words were exchanged. So I'm just going to cut you in and drop you back in at the point where Justin now loves Leonardo DiCaprio and thinks it's the funniest shit in the world. Okay, 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 okay. Listen to this. He loves fast food. Uh-huh. He's the craviator. <laughs> oh! Okay? Yes, 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 yes. Hey, I'm Janet Varney, and like many of you, some more recent than others, I used to be a teenager. In fact, just about all of my friends were too, including wonderful women like Alison Brie. I'm dead center on the balance beam, and this is like a big gym. All the ki kids' parents are there watching. I have to stop, like, you know, when you have to pee so bad and you can't even move, and then I just go. I just pee. Oh right in the middle no. of the high balance <laughs> So join me every week on the JV Club podcast where I speak with complicated, funny, messy humans as we reminisce about our adolescences and how they led us to becoming who we are. Find it every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Uh, here's another question. Some drunk lads just peed through 
the mail slot of my front door and into my living room. I live alone, so opening the door and confronting them was not worth the life risk. Very smart. What door modifications should I make to ensure this doesn't happen again? And that's from Camp P. Tamed in Ireland. Um, now that I'm reading this, you know who would be perfect for this is um, Jesse Eisenberg. Let me see if I can get him on the line. You always just have the just the right, the perfect person just bring, at the front bring, of line. Bring, oh. bring, bring, Deborah, Deborah. He's got a Hello. Ray Romano ringtone. Oh. It's so strange. Is that him? Hey, Jesse. Yeah, hey, everybody loves me. Yeah. Hey, everybody loves Jesse coming to Crackle this fall. Um, uh, Jesse from uh, uh, The Art of Self-Defense, it's such a pleasure to have you here on our show. I introduced everybody that way from their next feature film project. Mm -hmm. That's how I always... (laughs) It's really polite. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This is also... We introduced my family at Thanksgiving. We just go around the room and talk about our next feature film. (laughs) (laughs) This is Justin's uh, demo reel for for the next uh, late night host spot. And so far, I think it's going fucking great. So, Jesse, uh, this listener of ours, someone peed in their mail slot into Mm -hmm. their living room. And uh, they they didn't want to open the door, so they didn't get beat up. Mm -hmm. But they wanted... Do you have any ideas for how to keep people from uh peeing in your mail slot i bet this happens all the time in hollywood this has got to be <laughs> yeah 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 it's a it's a major deal over there um i yes well a few things the first thing is get a external mailbox you know have it out by the you know by the street don't have it you know in the don't have this kind of immediate access to your house the other thing i wanted to say is well first of all you don't really need mail anymore you can do everything paperless okay that should mm. be uh, that should go without saying. And the third, though, this exact thing happened to me, um, but it was not pee. Um, a guy used to kind of defecate outside my house in New York City um, almost nightly. And um, I didn't know what to do. I knew who it was because I would see him. But I didn't I didn't know how to confront him. So I was so nervous. And then my friend came over um, and I, I we were looking out the window and I saw that was the guy. So my friend said, oh, hold on. I'll go out there and talk to him. I was shocked. So I watched from the safety of my window as my friend walked up, shook this guy's hand and started talking to him. He was like a homeless guy in the area um, and he uh, he needed some new shoes. So my friend came back in my house and said, hey, do you still have that? pair of shoes because I had a pair of shoes that were given to me because actors sometimes get clothing. I said, I do. So he brought him the shoes. Uh, they talked for like 15 minutes and uh, the guy never did again. And also my friend was like able to help him out and met up with him again. It turned out to be this, you know, from this kind of scary situation to this like really beautiful reconciliation with somebody who I would not have otherwise spoken to. Jesse, do you, do you find, because this is something I, I find in my day-to-day life, I find that people who can directly communicate with other people about issues in their lives uh, in these sorts of situations seem to have a sort of superpower that is unfathomable yes. to me. The idea that you would just go out and ask the person, it would be great if you would not do that. It would be excellent for me. So this is my best friend, Lee. He's taught um, in, uh, juven- in the juvenile justice system for kids who are incarcerated for the last, like, uh, 22 years. He just celebrated his 22nd year of teaching. And um, he has this magical way of speaking with people. Now, this is a guy who's, like, my level of, like, social confidence, which is to say, like, not soaring. Um, and yet, when it comes to, like, 
talking to people who are in need of some extra help in society, he is unbelievable. Like he couldn't even teach in a regular school because he kind of felt like intimidated by the kids. But working with incarcerated kids who are in need of some extra attention, he thrives. That's amazing. Now, see, this is good because my answer is going to be put some fake teeth on your mailbox to make it look like a monster so people won't put their genitals near it. But yours is nice. Yours is a nice. Yeah, my answer answer is better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just to summarize, the the answers, the advice here is – Exterior mailbox because nobody can pee in that. Sure. Uh, and then I think just not. I think the mail slot in the door is just that. That era is over. Doors are there of for course. a reason. We can't put fucking holes in them. That's my. Fo- that's the. That's the fortress gate. And then the third thing is when some drunk lads come and pee right into your house. You the first thing is pay it forward right then and there. That's right. You have to have an extra pair of shoes on hand. That's important. Uh, Jesse, I'd like to talk about the, your new movie, Art of Soul Defense. We've all watched it, which I know mm-hmm. people in these sorts of situations are always supposed to say, but we really did. We because, actually did. Okay. We, we really did because we talked about it afterwards and uh, we, ju- we just adored it. Um, it kind of reminded me uh, of the first thing I ever saw you in, which was Roger Dodger. Which was in and of itself sort of this exploration of like masculinity. It's about a, an uncle teaching his nephew how to quote be a man unquote. And I would say it subverts it towards the end somewhat. But I think in in uh, the art of self defense, it gets into the underlying sadness. Yeah, it, it gets yeah. into the sadness of it. I feel like this is a much harder subversion of the idea of of masculinity. Yes. Wow. And thank you for putting my oeuvre into context. I actually never thought about it that way but you're exactly right it does um yeah that other movie roger dodger is kind of like a naturalistic um kind of funny drama about that whereas this movie is like this very subversive harsh um blunt kind of take on on like a kind of commentary on masculinity i mean the movie is hysterically funny but also uh displays like um men talking about masculinity in such absurd ways. I I feel like it almost has to be as uh, a sort of outlandish and nearly surreal as it is just so the, the people that took fight club seriously don't watch it and be like, yeah, this is good. I'm loving this. This is (laughs) exactly how I should, this is the way I want to go. Right. I'd be really surprised if somebody took it as a kind of sincere, how-to guide on yes. masculinity. Jesse, well, it's 2019, th- bud. Yeah, so <laughs> much can definitely take it. Th- for I sure. Mean, all that smart stuff's real cool, and I get it, and it's good, It's sure. good, and it makes the movie good, but, like, also, dude, there's some badass fights in here. <laughs> you kick some, dude, Whoa, Griffin, Jesse, no. Jesse, bud, you kick some major tush in this one, man. Yeah, 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 thank you for censoring yourself right at the end there. Um, <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, there's like we have like some. It's a martial arts movie, so there's like amazing, and we also have like some of the best martial artists in the world, like acting in the movie, um, who also like happen to be actors. And so uh, there's some amazing stuff. And but we were kind of just like shocked every day that these people can do this. It was watching like a, like watching like Cirque du Soleil in, in front of you every day because uh, the yeah, stuff they were doing ass, was unbelievable. Man, Jesse, as you I certainly also, know, I, I have a I am a blue belt in Taekwondo, uh, and I yeah. have to say it is oh, un, yeah. it is unnerving the extent to which a lot of your um, experience, especially in the early 
parts of the film, not so much later as the story unfolds, but like certainly early on, uh, it did reflect uh, some of my experience walking into a martial arts class. How method did you go for this? Did you go take some classes and try to experience that for yourself at all? Yeah, I have like very strict uh, classes for the movie because um, karate in general is just much more strict than I'm used to. I I was like broken down after 20 minutes. I mean, it was just incredibly rigorous. And then I'm only a yellow belt in the movie, which I kept trying to tell her, you don't understand, I'm not supposed to be that good. And uh, But she was so intent on, you know, making us as good as possible that it was exhausting. The but only now difference in my experience was that I did have to fight the kids. And I sparred, I had to spar against the, there was not an adult white belt class. The adult white belts fought the, <laughs> the child white belts. So I would spar against children. Wait. Really? It's just it's the worst. It's the worst possible scenario because the kids just kick you in the nuts. It's the only move they know. It works 100% of the time. And there's not a reality of what you, what you could be like, you know what? I'm going to punch this kid in the face. I'm going to give him one good slug. You can't, it's simply not doable. It's a terrible fight to be in. This is such a surreal experience to talk to you guys. It feels like one person is interrupting himself. And <laughs> it's oh, such no. a surreal You've experience. You've discovered the joke, the entire the entire conceit of our podcast. Uh, Jesse, <laughs> this film, The Art of Self-Defense, it will be in uh, limited release July 12th and then wider release on July 19th. Do you think yeah, people should see right. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I this is like my favorite project I've gotten to do. So, like, I'm so happy I got to do it. And I, the reaction to it has been like kind of like beyond what we could have imagined it was like a kind of modest movie that is now by virtue of the movie being really good but also by virtue of like kind of people talking about masculinity in the same way the movie talks about it like uh, feels like it has some relevant thing to say um it is a why it is a uh it, it is a roller coaster of a film uh travis was texting me like holy shit i said did you finish it he said no I'm, i got about 30 minutes until the end i was like you have no you have absolutely uh, no frame of reference for how wild uh things are things are getting so jesse eisenberg yeah. thank you so much for uh coming on to our podcast we really appreciate it no, thank you thank you so much for having me uh how about a yahoo yeah Okay, this one is from uh, several people sent this in. Thanks. It's an anonymous Yahoo Answers user who I'm going to call Leonardo DiCaprio. Who asks, how do I tell my hermit crabs apart? I got two hermit crabs around the same size with similar shells, but I can't name them because I can't tell them apart. Paint them. Paint them cool colors. The shell part or the skin part? I mean, the shell part, right? That's got to be. But they can change shells, can't they? That's a good point. They could swap on you. You thought you were going on a date with me, but actually you're going on a date with Paul, the crab. We switched. <laughs> Sorry. Rince. That's the name. The name is <laughs> this one. The name of the character is Rince. R-E-N-C-E. Rince. Okay, cool. He sounded like a hermit crab owner. <laughs> he would want to date his hermit crab. Yeah, I mean, can you... Ugh. Get a witch or wizard to turn you into a hermit crab and get to know these things a little bit better. You know what I mean? Thank you. Get in. You could hear their laugh and know them apart instantly. Yeah, get to know their mannerisms. Like, oh, he's he's being a little standoffish. That must be Rents too. Rents Jr., my son. <laughs> that must be Rents Jr. He's the one who prefers romantic comedies, where Paul likes comedies that have an element of romance to them. Yeah, that's how I tell them apart. Hermit crab's a strange pet, yes? It is. Yeah. It is. Good if you have too many bugs lying around. Do they love these things? But 
They love bugs. That's what they eat are bugs. Or maybe leaves. Hermit crabs on leaves, huh? Alexa, what do hermit crabs eat? They eat high-quality commercial hermit crab food. That's not at all helpful. Okay, there's vegetables and non-citrus fruits. <laughs> Mangoes, spinach, <laughs> carrot, coconut, papaya as treats. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, this is turning into sort of a hermit crab uh, caretaking podcast a little bit. Not so much one that's, with jokes I mean, anymore, like in the first, first, How about like 100%, not, not a caretaking podcast, how about 100% complete guide to hermit crab ownership? I'm done now. There's seashells that come to life and eat the coconut <laughs> that you leave them. End of story. They are magical wish pets. Yeah, I think you probably have to ugh, get rid of one of them. If you can't tell them. What? Why? Well, because you can't have two identical hermit crabs. And to it's, be fair, it's a lot of responsibility. Two hermit a crabs? A hermit crab, first of all, is, is like totally fine if you just set it outside and say like, go with God. Like they will find their way. They can eat all apparently all vegetables, all non-citrus fruits, and all bugs. So like they're going to find their way downtown. Don't worry about it. If something, you know, a big predator comes in, what? Uh, uh, oops. My hard shell. Can't get in there. Um, Wait, what but, are they going downtown for, Griffin? Uh, You know, finding love in the big city. But okay. anyway, you can't have That's two identical answer. hermit crabs. That's like having two dishwashers. It doesn't make any sense at all. Do you guys want to know the red flags of owning a hermit crab? The things that really should make you sit up and call your veterinarian and say, hey, I got a real hermit crab emergency. I don't think I'll ever need to know this information, but now that I've said that, I will need it at some point and feel like a real dickhead. The first one is lethargy. <laughs> huh. You know, this hermit crab used to have a lot of get up and go. Yeah, nice the second nice dragon one, ass. He must it, be dying. The second one is abandoned shell and doesn't return. Which, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I would think that would be a huge red flag since that they don't even have an ass, as far as I know, and they're just gonna everything's got crawl an ass, around saying shell. They have no ass. Here's the last one that they have listed here at the Petco website: loss of limbs. No shit. Yeah, these are not good tips. <laughs> really, loss of limbs is a problem. What are the signs? that they're about to become lethargic and run away and lose their limbs. Because I need to know the step before that step, <laughs> ideally. There is no warning before that. They will just seem chill and happy and then, and then they'll abandon their shells. That's life, huh? I guess, I guess in a way, Griffin, I guess it is. Uh, hey, I want to do another Yahoo. Is that okay? Sure. Yeah. Evan sent it in. It's Yahoo Answers user JoeyZ51 who asks, A hair salon used my cut hair for a wig. If they sold it without telling me, is that legal? Huh. Ooh, okay. Would you know? You're walking around downtown looking for love in the big city, and you turn the corner, and who greets you? Uh, it's, how can you be me? I'm me. But no, it's just your hair on someone else's head, because you got, your shit got wigged. I would definitely know, and I would definitely love it. I would love it, too. And I would definitely know if it was Travis's. And I think I could honestly tell if it's Justin's. My hair is the most nondescript bullshit. Like, my hair is just like, it's just in the dictionary. It says hair. It's not fun. This is hair. This is hair. This is the default choice yeah. on the, the character creator. When you turn it on. I don't right? know. There's some hair. You know how on all the Bethesda games, like, the hair just looks like hair and there's not much character or excitement to it, but you can make your dude have hair. That's kind of what I'm dealing with. And I don't think that it's going to be recognizable in any way. 
You ever notice the how the hair in video games when you're in the character creator always seems to be floating like a half an inch off their head? That's kind of like Griffin. If Griffin turns his head too fast, his, his hair doesn't keep it's up. It's true. Uh, so would you? But if you saw your hair, Justin, on the street, on someone else's head, what's you do? This person knows. Like they're for sure that they saw their hair on a wig. The question is, who has the legal ownership of that hair? My argument would be if at the end of your haircutting, you don't get down your hands and knees and scoop it all into a Kroger bag. Right. And that is then the legal, the legal, uh, you know, property of the barber. Yeah. Once it's yeah. off your body, man, that's trash. And another man's trash is another man's treasure is another man's wig. That's used what to be they one say. Of my favorite prank. Used to be one of my favorite prank calls when I was in college to call barbershops to ask if I could come by and collect all the hair for an entire day to keep deer out of my vegetable garden because I had read that that worked. Um, and it was a very pleasant, there's no punchline right. to it. It was just a pleasant conversation where I would try to see if they would let me come in and scoop up all the hair. Cool, man. And what did they say, Justin? You've got me on the hook. Reel me in. They wouldn't let you from what I, they, a lot of them wouldn't let you. One guy did suggest that I add a little lime in there. I remember him saying that. I mean, maybe if you add a little lime, that would probably work pretty good to keep the deer out. Do you think that he meant like the fruit? Yeah, probably. Mi I don't know. Mix some fruit in I don't have any, I don't hair. have it. I didn't have a real deer problem. Yeah, actually. Travis, I wasn't even sketch. a homeowner. A funny sketch like Mad TV. That's how Mad TV found me, actually. I actually oh. called the Mad TV barber. And he said, I've got to get you in with Alfred E. Newman and the whole gang. Hair donation is a thing. It's cool, right? And that's, that's, that's a yep. nice thing to do. I'm, I, I just can't wrap my mind around it's that is the hair. At what point does the hair stop being mine? Because is, is all the hair on my head fucking forfeit from the moment I walk into the barbershop? I, I think you have a window before they scoop it up. That's what I'm saying. You have a window. If their broom touches it, it's theirs. Oh, if you can. No, how about this? If it touches the floor, it's theirs. So now it's like you're in one of those money <laughs> whirlwind machines money at machines. the mall. Yeah. And it's like they're buzzing it, buzzing it fast. And you're like reaching out with your fucking great dexterity, snatching all the hair up and putting it right in your big pocket or your fanny pack that you've got. Then they see what you're doing, start trimming it even faster because they, you know, they want to get some of that fucking hair. That's where the money is. Hello, my name is Travis McRoy, and I'm here to pitch an invention to you this evening. It's like an umbrella, but it's upside down, and it fits around your head. And then when it cuts the hair, it catches in the umbrella, and then you just walk right out with it. So I need $8 billion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to turn some umbrellas upside down and punch holes in them without losing the sort of umbrella-ness of the machinery inside. That's what I love the most about that, Travis, is that you're gonna have your own dead ass hair all over your mouth, chin, and nose for a for mm -hmm. a bit there. Yes. But it'll be worth it to know where my hair is at all times. Hi, I'm Travis McElroy, and I've invented the three hundred and sixty degree full wraparound beard. This <laughs> you're gonna wear this motherfucker like a necklace, but it's a beard. Only loose and awful and no food. No food. Forget about food. 
I feel like we set a record for introducing ourselves and each other on this episode. I feel like this is probably number one in terms of introductions. <laughs> uh, folks, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the program. I want to say a huge thank you to uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Holy shit. That, that's yeah, wild. That fun. Go see The Art of... The Art of self-defense and you can see that um i guess in theaters i don't actually know i should have checked on that that's gonna be in um in theaters uh, select theaters july 12th everywhere july 19th the art of self-defense uh go go check it totally out Thank you to, gosh, uh, John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song. It's a departure off the album, putting the days to bed. Uh, cool, cool track, cool track, man. And thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. They have a bunch of great shows like Beef and Dairy Network and uh, uh, Reading Glasses and Switchblade Sisters. Uh, check them out, MaximumFun.org. And we have a bunch of other stuff at McElroy.Family, including a new uh, Monster Factory episode. That is just fun. That's I think is the is really funny. We played a game called Bless, and holy shit, it was it turned out wild. Um, and we have a bunch of new merch too, including new uh, Monster Factory merch for the first time. So very true. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us. Um, Griffin, do you have a final Yahoo to kind of take us out? Yes, on? let's load that up right now. This is sent in by Bless. Merritt Palmer. Thank you, Merritt. It's Yahoo Answers user Lamberto who asks. Did you cry when your plumber died? <laughs> my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad, square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Listen, we already know that you love genre movies, film craft, and female filmmakers. So if you love all those things, then by transitive property, you love my podcast, Switchblade Sisters. Hi, I'm film critic April Wolf. Every week, I have a conversation with a different female filmmaker about their favorite genre film. Each episode covers the filmmaking process, working in the film industry, and just like general geeking out about awesome movies. I've had such great guests like the big sick writer Emily Gordon. To me, indie movies as of late have come to be a catch-all term for a movie that kind of defies genre. Billy Madison and Half-Baked director Tamara Davis. When a comedian comes and enters onto my set, they're th they're just there to be funny and we're all ready and waiting for them to be funny. Horror industry veteran and actor Barbara Crampton. That's where real drama lies for me. What's what's between you and I speaking right now? Where, where are we meeting? and what's the energy that we create between us and so many others so check out Switchblade Sisters every Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts